0: Hello my friends, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, paling the blues, so taking the, the blues that might be kind of dark, some heavy emotion, some sadness and pain that doesn't just pass like a, a storm passes, but um, kind of is perpetually here, or mostly, most of the time here. So like depression, I would say, is I mean it's, depends what we mean by that exactly. <clears throat> um, but it could be something like almost like a, a perpetual grief where you know grief, I guess would be like a longer sadness when something really serious is, there's been some real loss, and it's natural to feel to show symptoms of depression and to, uh, I guess, um, lose motivation to engage with life. To focus more on, you know, class half empty, sort of thing, to feel a certain numbness, maybe, um, and uh, just generally feeling kind of not so happy, um, and so, you know, and I guess that could <clears throat> then trigger other negative emotions like frustration, which could be a kind of anger, I guess, or anxiety, like you know, is it coming again, or I guess you know, and or will I ever get out of this? What if I'm like this forever? Um, but I guess grief would be yeah centered around that like sadness um, and loss of motivation and drive and direction um, because of some sort of loss, whether that's loss of a loved one or like you know loss of job or like a leg or um, some you know or a person um, uh, maybe not dying but like a relationship ending or something. These would be types of grief, I guess. And so depression kind of seems similar, but like just, you know, here longer than it should be, like um, where there seems to be no more cause for it, but it's still hanging around, and you can't. it feels like this prison you can't get out of. Um, and so I have dealt with depression in my life. I would say I, um, these days I don't so much deal with depression as much as sadness, because um, I feel like I've made progress to the point where I wouldn't say it's like depression. I'd say it's just kind of normal human emotion um so i'm hoping to share some things that i've learned along the way of uh how to deal with um negative emotion and um i hope you find it useful and if you know someone who suffers from depression or just you know finds things heavy sometimes um or you know the darkness that kind of can be a, a bit of an issue then please you know share this with them um hopefully it'll be useful um And, uh, hey, I'm sure even for myself, this would be useful just to be reflecting upon these things and uh, remembering, like, or, you know, always focus on the, always look on the bright side of life. But it's not just that. That's part of it. So what I want to do today is I'm going to play a bit of blues, because we're talking about the blues, um, and uh, paling them towards a shining, white, radiant love, you know, and uh, fulfilling existence, um, but uh, I want to talk first about like practical little things. You, like you, can, like right now, what can you do if you're if you're in the thick of intense suffering right now, like uh, depression? What could you do at this moment? Um, and then, um, and you know, I think because I think you know, there've been times where I've been doing this with myself, or I've been doing it with a friend, um, or they've been doing it with me. And it's like, oh, these are things that have come up as like, you know, I've thought of it or they've thought of it or someone, you know, um, and or, yeah, I've heard of it maybe from a teacher, a spiritual teacher or from, you know, some someone who just said something insightful on a podcast. Oh, wow, cool. So I'm going to try and um, keep it short and snappy and um, just give you a bunch of those little things of as if, you know, like, try this. Didn't really, not really hitting home. All right, what about this? You know, um, and then secondly, uh kind of lifestyle changes. So um, bigger picture, long-term stuff that can um, uh, mitigate or kind of um, prevent depression. And then uh, thirdly, kind of like deeper hitting at the core. So not just managing it or offsetting it or anything, but like fundamentally, like what is depression? So that would be kind of like psychological and spiritual kind of part of like uh, striking at the root of the problem. Um, So, all right, let's... And, you know, uh, fittingly, the light is dying quite early in Ireland this time of the year. It's coming into uh, winter. So, you know, you might have noticed, I don't know, if if you've watched one of the recent podcasts, uh, (laughs) by the end of it, it's all looking spooky and gloomy um, because the light's just ending at, like, freaking 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. or something. Um, But uh, so we're going to see if we can um, defeat the darkness and... um, Bring in the light and live in the light. All right, here we go. Bit of music.
1: I got my string broken high ain't for me but I can still get my blues even if wrong notes are on the way I got a bucket full of suffering how about you man I got a fistful of dollars Bleeding from my hand, but when he comes home at dinner time, I'll be understanding, undermanding in the presence of the Lord.
0: So, let's see. Um, it's a microphone. Close enough? Ah, it'll do. Was my song good enough? Ah, it'll do. Uh, One thing, I guess, to... One important part, like if you're like not feeling good, it's just to... I mean, I guess there's kind of jumping to the end, even, but it's just accept it, you know. Just it is how it is. So uh, there are many ways of resisting what's happening in life, and so that could be kind of um, trying to change it. That's well, that's kind of fine if you're taking action. Okay, cool, you know. But there's a kind of inner resistance, um, an emotional resistance, where. you feel like it shouldn't be how it is, right? And I think if you're feeling like, yep, this moment is exactly how it should be, I don't think you'll be feeling bad. I think that's like, when you actually accept this moment, and you say, yeah, this is exactly how it should be, then you feel good. You feel peace. Because you're actually aligned with the moment. Um, And you're getting what you want, right? Um, But... I think um, it seems to me that like uh, depression or other ki- all kinds of negative emotion would be, um, it requires that you uh, you feel that things are not right. Um, and so you might be scared and you're like, oh my God, oh no, oh no, something bad's about to happen. Um, and you wish it, it wasn't there and you're trying to escape it. Um, and, uh, or you're hope- yeah, hoping to escape it. Um, or you're angry and or frustrated or annoyed or whatever it is or grumpy, and you feel there's some sort of some something's not happening the way you want it to happen, and so you're getting angry, um, or maybe um, something has happened that you didn't want to happen, and so you feel sadness or regret or shame or um, bitterness or resentment or what, all these different shades of blue, all these. Different flavors of uh, sadness or suffering. um, All of that seems to presuppose that you don't accept this moment, that you you're resisting it internally. So, you know, go with the flow, man. That's that's one way. You know, if you're suffering right now, uh, it's not to say that you know you're crazy to be suffering. Whatever, like it's totally reasonable on one level. Of course, it makes sense. But on another level, it is crazy to keep resisting because, uh, you know, it's already how it is. We can't change the past. Um, most things in the present you can't change. Um, all you can ch- you can't change anything in the past, and the only part of the present that you can change is yourself. In like, okay, moving my body, you know, I can move my hand. Okay, I'm changing the present moment, or um, I'm speaking. I'm choosing words and articulating them, or um, I'm choosing how I react to my emotions. gets us into spirituality. I believe um, there is some uh, you know, amount of determinism involved in our reactions. A lot of it's just on, we're on autopilot. But I do believe in free will also. Um, so I wouldn't be like Sam Harris or someone who says, no, nope, there's no free will. It's all, I'd say, spirituality where I think when you're at a high, a deep connection to yourself, when you're really in touch with yourself, you do have free will. And you can choose how to respond to your emotions and your thoughts and your states. Free will can enter. Um, and what is free will? Basically, it's pure consciousness. It is the universe itself, the totality of existence flowing through you. And the thing that created the whole universe can also create whatever kind of response it wants to any particular situation. Um, but that come, that doesn't come from your mind um, or your body or anything, uh, even your brain, which seems to be... a the transmitter for these things but it comes from your soul it comes from this pure spiritual essence right okay leaving that aside till the end now right but <clears throat> but like you basically uh whatever the situation is um go with the flow uh you you've been trying to resist it you've been trying you maybe didn't realize this what you're doing but um if you're unhappy then internally you have been at war with the present moment so what happens if you just uh, tempt? Has has that been working well? You know, if it has, then keep it up. Great, I'm sure you'll you know reach the, the conclusion soon. But if it hasn't been working well, then why not try for one moment, or for one hour, or for one day, or one week, or one lifetime? Uh, try going. Let's say for a moment. Okay, what if I uh, give up um, trying to Internally Offer any resistance Or complaints To this thing You know Imagine it's like a little The moment's a little child And they're going to notice Anything you do They're going to Very perceptive To your emotional state So You can't fool It Or them You know You Okay Just Be, be cool You know Okay fine We're cool No problem No problem Present moment We're cool <laughs> You know um, Do that for a little bit And just Like act It and this is one of these little things you can do right now, right? Um, a little mind hack. Go, okay, I accept the moment, you know, and see what happens. My prediction, if you do it properly, if you actually do it, um, and it's binary, it's like you do it or you don't, you know? If you actually do it, and it's not just you thinking, I tried it and then it didn't work. That means you didn't do it, um, as far as I can tell, right? Um, so actually doing it, um, you will find peace. Now, one way to get yourself across the line so you actually do it is um, to just go really excessive just to make sure, you know, like say someone who's really timid and they need to become more assertive. They, they don't want to become a, you know, a jerk like an arsehole. They want to become assertive, but, you know, a reasonable person. Instead of getting them to just try to be normal, you might say to them, OK, um, you're going to be, in, you know, you're going to have to risk. You're going to have to be a bit of a dick basically. <laughs> you're going to have to like um, push yourself. If if you're going to be out of balance, make sure that it's to the side of being too assertive. Just temporarily, because at the moment you're not assertive enough. So um, you're being walked all over and then you know you're feeling, you know, a lack of integrity and you know shame and self-reproach because of this. And maybe you've been trying to find balance, but you know every time you think Something's like, oh, I should be a bit more assertive. Then some part of you goes, oh, no, that would be wrong, right? So, okay, you've got to be willing to risk going the far, too far the other way temporarily. And then after a year of this, maybe, oh, actually, you're kind of being a bit of a jerk more, more than you're being too much of like a spineless um, jellyfish. So, actually, now it's the other way. Okay, go back, try to find balance, be less assertive now or whatever, right? So, temporarily, people might need to do that. I would say, um, this is a temporary hack, uh, pretend that whatever is happening is actually what you want. So, and of course, that's not what you want to hear when you're suffering and um, there might be good reasons for it too. Someone may have died. There may be things that are stories um, or situations which um, maybe kicked off some of the momentum of this negativity. And Then maybe you can you can see that partly it's kind of self-perpetuating. There's a momentum to it but, um, and that your own hand is involved in it perhaps, or like you're, you know, you getting tangled up in your own mind. But, um, so just pretend, just, just try this out, right? Like, okay. Oh, I'm depressed. And, um, I'm not being my true self. I'm like cut off from those around me because I don't want to be with people. Cause I, I'm just feel, I'm just a bummer, you know, on, uh, just dead weight on the situation lowering the vibes um, I feel awful good just say yeah good perfect this is what I want thank you universe this is exactly what I wanted wonderful right and you know have you tried that probably not I don't think it's not a very normal thing to do right but go okay you know Um. oh oh, oh you know I can't get out of bed you know um I just, you know, have no motivation. Everything just seems so alien and pointless and numbing and just claustrophobically meaningless and just sad and bleak. Good. Just talk to yourself. Even if you don't believe it, just say the words. Out loud will probably have more of an impact. But you could say it in your head too. Just go, oh, just tell yourself. Self-positive self-talk. Oh, good. Yes, excellent. This is exactly what I want. Wonderful. So, good, I'm in bed, I'm feeling awful, I feel like a Dementor from Harry Potter. Okay, perfect. And just kind of sit with that emo- that emotion or that thought of, yeah, excellent, good. <laughs> um, and let me know if it works. I What it has done for me at times in the past is it's almost like a spanner in the works, you know, it's just like a, putting a nice thick metal pole straight into one of these cogs of the negative mind, and just, what? Oh, you're no longer resisting, so the whole thing kind of falls apart. Even though you don't actually want to be depressed, that doesn't matter. You do want to stop this machine of negativity. So in a way, it is authentic what you're doing. It doesn't matter, you don't need to be, look, the mind plays all kinds of tricks, um, so we don't have to play fair all the time either. Whatever gets the result, you know? So talk to yourself and say, oh, not just... Not just accepting the present moment, but welcoming it. Saying Yes, perfect. Inviting it in. Yes, come, come. Exactly. Like this. Oh, uh, you know, I've been in bed for two... I can't get out of bed. I'm utterly depressed. Um, it's That's pretty good. I mean, I mean, I wish I had no legs also, you know. That would be even better. But, and like, I mean, you know, of course, that's a t- horrible thing to not have legs, right? Like, I mean, I don't... I haven't experienced that, but we all have our own limitations. But... Um, But you get my point, you know, like um, no disrespect to anyone who's, anyone who's suffering, you've my full compassion and respect, you know, Um, from my point of view, you're a warrior, you're a a spiritual warrior engaged in an honorable, holy quest to revive your soul and reawaken yourself. Um, It's a mystical, beautiful, noble journey. That's how I see you if you are suffering and so and I believe everyone is suffering until um, what you could call awakening or enlightenment or as the Buddha called it the end of suffering which is basically where you stop trying to resist the moment and then it all ends <laughs> that's it, that basically um, uh, that seems to be the way it is but so that's one thing to try right just you know just saying, yeah, this is exactly what I want, you know. And then with time, you might notice, wow, I get this feeling of peace and kind of like clarity and a connection to my heart a bit more. Like I feel kind of like there's a bit more meaning in life. The, the color returns a little bit to the universe. Humor, maybe a little bit of humor returns. Humor is an amazing thing. That's another thing to mention. I guess we'll talk about that next. But um, And then in, in t- with time, you, you may be able to just say, okay, just go straight to just accepting the moment. Non-resistance acceptance, surrender, um, embracing. These are all allowing. These are all words for the same thing, you know? Um, Oneness, being one with the moment, accepting this moment fully, Um, and uh, being in alignment with life. So, or you could say riding the wave, going with the flow, letting it happen. Um, Let it be. So, uh, yeah, but in the meantime, you can use that kind of overdoing it just to be safe there's no harm in going too far right the, the danger is not going far enough to crossing the threshold of actually accepting so just go whole hog out of you know just to make sure you get across the line all right um next thing uh humor so laugh even just pretending to laugh you know like those laughter yoga things where <laughs> there'll be some guy who goes ha 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 <laughs> and then you have all these people in a circle and they'll be like Oh my God, this guy's laughter is ridiculous. And, you know, they might kind of like have a little half chuckle and they're kind of mildly amused. And then there might be someone who's trying to laugh, they can't really do it and they're frustrated. Oh my God, I can't laugh. I can't even laugh. But then, you know, a few people start genuinely laughing like, this is so ridiculous. What are we doing? And then someone else laughs at that laughter and then that laughs. And then the person who's, oh, I can't laugh. It's just the wave just takes them up and it's not even coming from within them. It's coming the vibrations from outside them and suddenly they're in resonance and everyone's laughing. You know? And then the person who was unable to laugh, they might start leading it next. They might be so relieved to be accessing this energy that their laughter is the purest of all. And you know they lift everyone else up into greater laughter. And laughter is like just such a pure, beautiful vibration. Your thoughts, when you've just been laughing, Good luck being depressed. You know, it's not possible. It's complete polar opposite energy. Um, and yeah, largely it is about energy. It literally feels like low vibes and high vibes, high vibration, you know, you can feel it. Um, uh, and then, yeah, it seem, seems to be like that way anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so humor. So you could, if you're depressed, all right, or not just not, no, not depressed, but just even just feeling blue, having a blue day, right? So, put on some comedy, watch some comedy on YouTube or something, you know, something, um, and keep note of, you know, good stand-up, stand-up comedians or whatever, you know, just, okay, have like a little list in case, you can go, oh yeah, what are they? they Open a Word document or something and go, oh yeah, have they got anything up recently? Looking on YouTube, whatever, find some stuff. Um, Or, you know, yeah, even just yourself, just, I mean, if you want, just try to, just laugh, fake laugh, like, <laughs> you know, although that might make you start crying if it's not um, uh, working, it might feel almost like pathetic, like oh, what's going? What am I doing? How am I? But um, oh, maybe tears, flowing tears, can be useful too. I mean, if you're always crying and you feel like you're still in a rut, then maybe okay, try to not cry. Maybe that would be the more balancing But I think there's a lot of people where any kind of emotion flowing would probably be positive. Um, where it's the numbness is the real danger, and the real kind of heartache Um, so crying can be very liberating and boys should cry too, you know, watch a beautiful movie, you know, watch Dead Poets Society or something, or um, yeah, so many movies where these beautiful parts, um, or Once Upon a Time in the West the guy looking deep into the puddle, anyone, you with me? (laughs) Um, Yeah, longing for the promised land so, yeah, humor. Um, and in general, just trying to laugh as much as possible. That's, like, a very direct method, I think, for... That would, I guess, be a lifestyle thing. But, yeah, more general. Um, all right, so humor. And hang out with funny people, if you can, you know. And, yeah. Um, and just with yourself. Just, like, la- try to laugh at your suffering, you know. Go, oh, my God, this is what a crazy situation, you know. And try to approach it with humor. And that humor is very close to wisdom. All the very wise, very peaceful people you will notice almost all of them are kind of like laughing half the time. Um, So it's no coincidence. Um, And yes, so let's see what else. Uh, So we talked about um, just go with the flow. And yeah, looking on the positive side of things, you know, is the glass half full or half empty? You know, obviously these are some simple things, but well, it's both. Which, Which one do you want to see it as? You know, I think for many people, we have this habitual tendency to um, focus on the negative and I think evolutionarily that makes sense um, that you know if you're like oh what a beautiful forest and you don't notice the tigers coming to eat you then you're not really going to pass on your genes there's probably a bunch through it seems like through millions of years there were people who were more like this and weren't careful enough and they just got taken out of the gene pool by tigers thank you tigers I hope you enjoyed the meal and um yeah too bad to my our brethren who got chomped up in some vicious end. doesn't sound too fun. Um, but uh, then you had all the others who, so that's a selective pressure, making people pay te- attention to potential problems. Whoa, whoa, Is that a tiger over there? Oh, no, it's just grass. Okay. <gasps> what about that? You know, that's very useful. And if you're going to have, what's the danger of having that too much? You're a bit stressed, right? <gasps> what's that? What's the danger of not having it enough? Enough. You disappear your whole lineage is gone no more babies so obviously evolution is going to lean massively towards the negative just just in case just to be careful right just like um you know you will have savings just for a rainy day or well, you should <laughs> uh and uh yeah so it seems like that's part of you know we focus on the negative bad new cells whatever disgusts people or angers them or scares them or saddens them. Um, That kind of, you know, if it bleeds, it leads thing, works very effectively. You can see that we gravitate to the negative. Apparently psychologists have done stuff where it's like uh, experiments where people, something like it um, for every six positive events, one negative event can like balance it out in in your mind where you feel like, oh, it's been an okay day, you know. Um, six good things happened, one bad thing happened and you kind of feel like it was pretty evenly matched, negative to positive. So, we, you know, we do focus more on the negative um, because I guess the positive would be symptoms of, yeah, everything's working. Great, cool. Negative, uh-oh. Chaos, potential to destroy everything. We've got to pay attention to it. So it makes sense if we focus on the negative. However, um, there's constructive focusing on the negative and then there's just pointless focusing on the negative. And I believe our in the current world, it seems we're definitely way too focused on the negative and you go, Oh, okay. I just don't know if we're going to be able to, whatever it is. I I, I need to save up money for this thing. I've got a, a deadline. There's only 10 months left and oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Well, think, thinking about that's good for a little bit. Okay. What can I do? Cause it, it's going to, f- rather than just hanging out playing Nintendo, you're going to go, Oh, well, what do I do? Oh, I need to get a job. Okay. Is this job enough? Do I need a second job, or do I need to ask for a, a pay rate uh, raise or um, pay rise? Yeah, etc. You know, a raise. Huh, interesting. Pay rise. A raise. Um, so, yeah. Uh, practical it, um, emotion is meant to be a messenger. It's meant to tap you and go, "Hey, telegram, uh, start working." And You, go, oh, okay, got it, got it. Thanks, fear. Yikes. Good, good point. I need to start working. Then you start working and you get a telegram from pride going, uh, you're doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, pride. Good. <laughs> you know, and then maybe, uh, you get, you get a telegram from, uh, you know, exhaustion uh, being like, Hey, uh, you're working too much. You need to chill out a bit. You're burning candle from both ends. You go, Oh, exhaustion. Is that you? Okay. Yeah. Good point. I guess. Um, so, emotions, they're meant to um, help us live in balance and um, send information and kind of focus our mind. So, it goes, focus our mind on the situation and then we can think about it and solve it. So, emotions are kind of guiding the mind on this deeper level. The um, like situation generates an appropriate emotion and then that guides the bandwidth within which our mind is going to start thinking um, and the kind of thinking we want to do, I guess. Um, but, uh, so... But, you know, often we think about things and we take, even if we, so the first thing, yeah, think, be practical. Okay, what do I need to think about? And with that, it's what can you control? What can't you control? If you can't control it, don't think about it. Think about it once and go, okay, yeah, yeah, these are some things. Just so they're not um, invisible. You're not repressing them or like running from them. Acknowledge their presence and go, can I control it? No, I can't. Okay, next. It's gone. That's it. Done. I can't control it. It's not my business. Um, not only am I not required to think about it because I can't control it. It's like, no, you should think about it. No, you are not required to think about it. You don't have to because you know you can't control it. So what's the point? There's no no need. But not just that. It's not that you're not required to do it. You are required to not do it. You must. It's not you don't have to. It's actually you must not. You must not think about these things because you're wasting your energy. Your energy is needed elsewhere. You owe it to yourself to make progress. And, you know, there are many other people suffering like you. And, you know, it, um, they also, get, the, the more you improve yourself and get that's why it's such a noble quest, by pulling yourself out of suffering, you help others do the same. And that's love, you know. And um, it might begin as being like a can. Well, I guess I can make progress out of depression if I want. I don't know if I really want to. I don't know if it matters. Everything's meaningless, isn't it? I might begin as I can. Um, and then it might move on to a should. No, I should do this. This is the right thing to do. And then it might move on to a must. Like, actually, this is my purpose on life, on earth, you know? Uh, purpose in life, you know? Um, so, yeah. Um, so don't, you know, focus on the things you can't control. And then you go, okay, well, and then... There will, be, there will be many other things where you go, okay, can I control this? Oh, yeah, I can control this. I can control this part of it maybe. Oh, there's a situation, these people, I, I want them to like me, I don't know what's going on. Well, I can't control how they feel or think about me. But I can control what I say to them. And I can control how I feel about them and how I act in r- relation to them. Okay, good. Nice, okay. So what can I do there? And then you might think that might be useful to think about what you can do without this situation, or you've got some problem, what can I do to deal with the problem? Focus on what you can do, what's in your control. Um, what's out of your control is just going to suck resources, so then you won't have re- mental resources to think about, to actually apply to the things you could control, you can control. So that's one thing, right? There, There is a place for, oh, thinking about problems and negative things and... Um, being practical and going, okay, what can I do? Making some plans, maybe write them down. That's all, writing's very good. And in general, journaling that would be a thing you can do right now. Start journaling, right? Um, it'll, you know, it'll help you. It get, get, gives you more perspective on yourself. It's like you see yourself as a character in a book, and it's there's a bit more distance between you and the character, and that's kind of apart from actually being kind of spiritual. Like that's your soul waking up outside of your ego. Um, it's also just in general, like for whatever reason. It, it works. It helps um, you think things through, right? See things clearer. Um, and ha- have it all on a page and you can reread it and reread it 10 times if you want and kind of have this assisted memory where you can really focus on things and see the weak points or th- see the things that don't make sense or see the room for progress or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm, something that yeah, I want to come back to. What was that? Uh, Okay, whatever it'll come to me. So, um, so focus on what you can control. But then, uh, you know, okay, once that's done, it's done, you know. And so there's a place for negativity to help us focus on, but and to be skeptical. Hmm, is that actually going to work? And you got to be honest, you know. You don't want to be like dumb. But then um, you, ing- whenever when in doubt, you know, lean towards positivity. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's going to be good. It's all going to be fine. Just why not? Just lean towards and. And not just that, but just appreciating what you have, and in general, seeing things in a positive frame. Um, you know, uh, one thing when you're on, say, psychedelics, uh, psychedelic drugs, um, what happens uh, is you you can't have a bad trip if you go with the flow, right? So if you basically say, okay, um, whatever happens, good. I'm gonna go with it. Make the most of it. You can't have a bad trip, you can't have a freak out, but what, but people often do. Not, I don't know if it's how often, but you know many people do have bad experiences. It's very famous, right? Um, but that is always you're resisting it. You're trying to control it. You're not accepting it. You're fleeing from the awareness and demons, things where you kept locked up, and then now it's revealed in front of your eyes, and you ah try to control it, try to run away, try to pretend it's not there, whatever, try to lie to yourself, and um, but. If you go with the flow and you focus on the positive, you go, okay, it's all all right, it's good. It's actually good. You know, All these things are teaching me, I'm learning, it's, it's good. Then positive, the positive uh, energy snowballs and suddenly it's just out of control, just wonderful joy. But the reverse is true. Like If you, you know, try to control things or you go down a negative path, it, it can get out of control very quickly and it gets progressively harder to get back to the, the light. But if you go down the light, it gets progressively harder to go to the dark, you know. So once you get past that gravity, you're in space, you're cool, you're flying around, you know. Um, And then maybe you come in to check out Earth. Oh, what's going on there? Oh, I get pulled into the gravity, you know. And maybe once you've got control, then that could be very good for you to intentionally go towards the gravity of certain traumas and things and investigate them, but try to keep, you know, yourself elevated enough. Anyway, but... um, in the reason I mention this is that actually in normal life this is happening also, but it's just because you're not on this um, powerful chemical that opens up the mind for purposes which allow spiritual evolution on an accelerated um, timeline. Um, it is still happening where you you focus on the positive, you you get more positive. Focus on the negative, it, it balloons into more and more negative, and so, but it's just less noticeable. But um, so that you know, goes back to go with the flow, you know. Focus on the positive, go with the flow, laugh, have humor, all right? Um, Determine what can you control, what can't you control, and think about things you can control. Once it starts getting repetitive, okay, stop, like me talking now maybe. Um, Go, okay, good, we got it, you know. Um, Let's just get back into the present. And this is probably the biggest thing. It's just negativity is in the mind. So just, this is the next thing, just come into the now. There's like, you know, go with the flow and all that. This is another way of saying the same thing, basically, but maybe it'll work better for you. Enter the now. The past is dead. The future isn't born. These things don't exist. Maybe they exist in some sort of timeline thing that we could travel through time. I don't know. I haven't seen any evidence because I've never been in the past and I've never been in the future. All the moments that I call past, they were now when I, when they were happening, Right? Every moment of my life so far has been now, 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 now. And every moment of the future will happen, it will come as now. So you actually only live in the now. You only have one moment that you can live in, ever. And it's just an abstraction mentally, which calls it past and future. Memories and anticipation. But whenever you think about them, it's happening now. That's a little virtual reality in your mind now. But your brain is in the now while you're having these memories or anticipations or imaginings, you know? And so it's actually always now. Even these memories of the past are being watched now or experienced now. So get deeper into the now. Go and the mind, um, all the negative... There is a certain element of physical physicality and physicalness to the depression um, experience, I suppose. But l- mostly it seems to be a mental thing. Um, About negative thoughts And narratives That lock us up In these frames of You know Suffering Um, So Get outside your mind So there's two ways to think of it You could say Stop thinking Or um, uh, Enter the now Um, So end time Or end thinking End mind um, Which are two sides of the same coin Because There's no time When you're not thinking If you're just here like, what time does the, t- the tiger think it is? You know, it's like, it's now. Mr. Tiger, what time? Like, oh, Mr. Tiger, no. Leave, leave me be. I just wanted to know the time. It's now. And then he, you know, eats you. Um, so, uh, enter the now um, and the thought, the thinking stops. Or, you know, with practice you could, uh, and what, okay, so what does that mean? Focus on what's around you. Look at things properly instead of just thinking about things, actually see them, notice, oh, look, there's some superstructure of protons, electrons, and neutrons, which my eyes are perceiving as blue. That, you know, book, I don't know who wrote it, but I hope it's a good book anyway, um, on the shelf there. Like, ah, oh, that's, yeah, it's a book. But it, if I zoom in on it, it's like some huge skyscraper, death star monstrosity of protons, electrons, neutrons, forming, you know, like carbon and different elements which are strung together in this matrix which was, you know, a tree and then got turned into paper and then mixed with dye which came from other substances and there's also, you know, protons, electrons and neutrons but in different configurations thus causing a different appearance of colour, texture, shape, form, substance and uh, put together into this, um, you know, page with, you know, the print on it and it creates this structure called a book Um, but it's just this... You know, I could zoom in on that and to an ant, that's like a skyscraper, and to uh, an amoeba, it's even bigger. And if you keep going in, you know, or it could be tiny. If we go zoom out, the sky the size of the galaxy, it's just a tiny, you know, smaller than a grain of sand. You know, um, so, but I can uh, think about this thing as like a physical thing. Look, here it is, not as book, but just as like universe stuff. There it is. And you can see that directly, just in the moment. Okay, there's. Just don't label it. Just see it. There it is. But that's one trick to get into this that I do is like sometimes is like just see everything as like um, really, really big. <laughs> like, like oh Jesus! Like this is all these protons, electrons, neutrons. This is what it looks like from the big scale, you know. Um, or whatever, whatever helps you. But um, don't label things. But just look at them, listen, hear what you hear feel your body, just use tune into your senses basically. Um, and your breath this is kind of this is meditation basically, right getting into the, the present moment um, and not thinking because thinking is always about the past or the future or some sort of imaginary time right um, But it's always a sequence, it's a narrative, right? It's a sequence of if this happens and this happens or even if it's like, oh you know, um, is who's better the Republicans or the Democrats? That's in to think about that, and necessarily is going to be a bunch of narratives. Like, well, I guess maybe you know the Republicans say this, and then they they would say that. Oh, that's like a sequence of things. Republican says this, and then people get hurt, and then blah blah blah, or whatever it is. Or people, the Republicans say this, and everyone's happy. Whatever it is. Anytime you think about anything, you're involving the temporal dimension, time. Okay, so that's enough. I'll uh, um, to say come into the now, right? Um, music can be wonderful at bringing you into the now also. So it can dance, dancing, you know, um, or, you know, yoga, um, exercise. So um, music also, you know, just the beauty of it can be really wonderful. So if you're really in deep in the blues, listen to music, listen to the blues, you know. Um, they're channeling all the suffering of those people, the, the slaves um, and just the discrimination of the day and many other things, just general suffering from life being channeled in the blues or maybe, you know, who knows what else like coming from the Irish music from, I think fed into the blues and, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. There's all the suffering of that's being channeled and alchemized into something beautiful or meaningful at least. Um, so, Um, or listen to any music. Now, you could listen to sad music and just to resonate with you and go, yes, you are seen, you are acknowledged. Life is awful in one respect, you know? Listen to some, like, sad Joni Mitchell, The Cactus Tree, or, you know, listen to Leonard Cohen, you know, The Partisan, you know, or, like, I don't know, uh, whatever, like, um, you know, some sort of, Beautiful, like kind of sad music or like Dylan, you know, Tomorrow's a Long Time, you know, or, um, you know, Boots of Spanish Leather, Grace, you know, like, you know, the song like, you know, about the guy, you know, who's got married and then killed the next day by the, you know, he's a rebel or whatever. Um, sad music, even though you're like, oh, but I'm already sad. Yeah, but it's going to put it into context of beauty. allow you to feel it and so that might allow that energy to go away that might work i don't know let me know um or just you know yeah let me know if you if you um have thoughts you want to share with me but the main thing is just just try it out you know um uh it'd be amazing if any of these ideas could actually help someone (laughs) to you know improve their life that'd be really cool um so uh then also positive, you know, emotion like music, like really beautiful music. Try that as well, like because sometimes sad music can be a downer. So you want something really uplifting or something like you know, some mad, you know, Queen, really positive, like high energy rock. That that might pull you out of the feeling. But sometimes that's not what you want. You're like, no, no, I, I don't want that, you know. And you need to resolve this thing inside you, and that sad music could be the, the just what you know the shaman ordered. Um, so this music. um Dance, of course, social connection, like, depression makes you want to pull away from people, and then often it gets worse. So, hmm, ding dong, maybe, as much as possible, keep connecting to people. You know, that will actually diminish depression. Um, for one thing, if you're around people enough, you'll kind of realize, like, more, like, they're suffering. Realize that we're all suffering, and very few people are, have complete inner peace. And um, you might say, yeah, my suffering's worse than someone else. But, you know, the rich kid who loses their pony um, might, relative to what they're used to, the mental anguish that that could cause might be as much as um, a starving person in Bangladesh who who has their food stolen, you know, because they might be used to that, you know, and they might go, oh, happened again, that's... It might really hurt, but it might be similar to that rich kid, super privileged, who's just had their ponies wandered off to the other side of the meadow, and they don't know where it is. Um, so you know, on some level, uh, we all suffer. It's not a competition who can suffer the most or who is suffering the most. We don't. We don't know. There's no way to compare who's suffering more. Really, sometimes it's obvious, but in many deep down, it's kind of very hard to tell. Also, because many people don't want to show how much they're suffering. Um, and uh being around people kind of remind you of that and ironically you know if there's something say to pull me into a higher state of like often like if if i'm in a like a, a negative state of emotion i'm feeling kind of blue if someone i care about kind of is having a hard time it kind of immediately pulls me out of my mess and i'm there to try to support them and i realize that to support them, I need to be on my own feet, and so I'm on. I get on up on my feet because I have a reason to, you know. So being around people gives you the opportunity for that. And in general, going and volunteering or supporting people, I mean, I know that's like a, maybe a big thing, like, oh, what I'm going to d- really do that. But look, apparently I don't do that, you know. But um, apparently, it is like very, very effective at um, helping depression is just to go help other people, and that often, unfortunately, it's a bit embarrassing in a way. Or it can feel a bit shameful, and it may even feel kind of offensive for me to say this, but there is a narcissistic element to depression where we get focused on ourselves because I guess it's almost like the pressure gets turned up so much that um, we go, okay, I can't focus on anything else. I need to solve this first. And fair enough, you know, charity starts at home, that kind of thing. Like to be of any use to people, I need to take care of myself first. I need to be. You know, when you're on the plane, put on your own oxygen mask first if there's a problem, you know, before you help others. Because you're useless if you're, you know, um, if you don't have your own foundation prepared, you know. So that makes sense. Fair enough. But the thing with depression is it's kind of like a sneaky thing where I think, um, yes, you need to take care of yourself in a way before, before others, you know. Um, but uh, it, that can be taken, in, you know, words have, have many meanings. It depends how we use them. Yeah, But there's signposts pointing at phenomena and you know things in the world. But um, in one sense, it's true, you should take care of yourself first, all that. But um, often, you know, the solution to depression can be, hey, stop trying to solve your own problem. Solve other people's problems. Maybe you've been depressed for a year. Okay, you've been focusing on trying to fix yourself, and maybe it's not working. If that's the case... Okay, leave your own problem and just start solve other, start solving other people's problems. Try to help them. And you might find, and apparently many people have found, that, oh, by doing that, ironically, I solved my own problems. My own depression went away when I started helping others. And I think, you know, um, I believe in individuality and individualism, and I think there's a real beautiful, that's a beautiful part about Western culture, but it's also one of the, the negatives of Western culture. It's, you need to find the balance um, uh, between... Um, of individuality individuality is a virtue but you could say narcissism is a a vice Um, and I would say also um, what would be the (laughs) the vice on the other end Um, what would you call that Um, being a sheep shepherdism you know like just uh, not thinking for yourself and just being part of the mass I think that's a vice that's one thing I don't think it's very Healthy. I think you need to be able to um, offer your true self. You owe that to everyone around you, and you can, you know, do. You can try to be like them and all that, but I think it's just you. You're on a deep level. I think you'll be happier if you allow your own uniqueness to shine as well. You know, um, and also, you know, there's problems like politically and things when you've totalitarianism can exploit p- crowd me- mob mentality, that kind of thing. So a buffer against that has always been this individuality and willingness to speak your own truth and we discuss things with different ideas diversity of viewpoints is very healthy for a society so that's one reason also why it's good but to get back to the point um so individuality is great um but yeah that's one thing you could try perhaps trying to just um don't even try to fix your own problem like i'll i'll Help them, my friends, whatever. After I deal with this, no, maybe flip it. Try flipping it. See if that does anything. And go, and because you might find like that, like, oh yeah, helping these people made me happier. And then I can go and take care of, finish off. You know, I now have a bit more motivation and energy and clarity and calm to kind of deal with my own stuff. You know, um, or you might find there is no my own stuff. It's all gone. I just needed to, just wanted to focus more on others, and I was a bit out of balance. Maybe, um, maybe i taken this kind of individuality from the society down the wrong way, which and in, in many ways it is taught in a bit of a dangerously narcissistic way, with celebrity culture and all that, you know, um, consumerism and all that. So, um, okay, so let's see, what else? Uh, I mean, do things – okay, so right now, if you're depressed, what else can you do? Um, so we talked about just music, dance – Uh, exercise, so exercise also physically make a big difference, so we'll get you into the moment um, so we'll get you out of your head so that's very good Um, you can just get up and go, I don't want to exercise doesn't matter, just just see what happens put on some shoes put on some shorts, shirt get your keys go for a run Um, maybe listen to music if you want or whatever while you're doing it and um, even if it's like a, a two minute run whatever, a 30-second run. Okay, good, do it, good. That's better than a zero-second run. All right, and then tomorrow, do it again, you know, maybe do it a bit longer, you know, um, and just see what comes of that. But um, uh, apart from getting you just anything, and that's the other thing, doing anything, taking any steps shows like, okay, I'm trying something. There's some change, there's some movement. Better than just staying in bed, you know? Um, and if you think like, oh, what's the point? Here's another thing you can do is instead of if your mind's like, what's the point? Go, well, what's the point? In asking, what's the point? Just turn it back on itself, and then you go, let's just do it anyway, you know. Or even just don't. If it's like, what's the point? Just go. Doesn't matter. Um, my intuition says, just just do it. Just do it anyway. Why not? If it's not, if you're not really happy, and you know, any time you have a, an idea of changing it, you get this idea of like, oh, well, what's the point anyway? It's like, okay. Maybe it's actually not useful. Maybe I don't need to know what the point is. Maybe I can do it. And then worst case scenario, I do some stuff for like a few weeks and I realize, yeah, the mind was right all along. There's no point. Great. What's been lost? Nothing. If there's no point, then nothing was lost, you know. Um, or I do it and the fog clears just a little bit and I see the point through the fog and I realize that the mind was uh, sabotaging me. And this is a thing, like, it does seem... Sometimes like the mind is almost like intentionally lying to us and sabotaging us. Um, Cause you are not your mind. Your mind is, you know, um, it's more like your secretary uh, from my point of view, I would say. And that's more spirituality. We'll talk about that at the end, but, um, but there does seem to be this element where it's not so much. I mean, you could say in a sense, it's like we are sabotaging ourselves and maybe there's some truth to that as well. Or, it seems kinda of like perhaps it's more like there's this parasite almost like um, it almost seems to me like the mind, when you're observing it, it's like part of you or it's like an organ of or your like a mental organ or it's um like a, a servant or it's like a child or something that's you know, helping you out or something, you know, and you know, I'll help you I'll help you cook, papa, or whatever you know, whatever it is. Whatever however you want to think of it. It's like part of you or it's separate to you. But it's not you in the throne room, right? That's the soul. Um, and yet uh, it seems like when we're not properly watching it, it goes AWOL, and it co- you know, causes problems. And so it's all about mindfulness, being aware. Again, we'll talk about that later. So, okay, what else can we do right now if you're depressed? Um, instrument playing music is also very, very good, um, apart from listening to it. So, uh, yeah, but exercise physically, like when you go running, they have did studies, I think, where um, they got people to run for 20 minutes a day. And after like six weeks, um, their prefrontal cortex had grown in mass, I think. Like there were new connections between um, neurons in the front of the brain, the part of the brain which controls decision-making, willpower, motivation, and basically all the things needed for helping, you know, with depression. Um, The same thing also happened, I believe, with meditation, where they got people to meditate for 20 minutes a day, um, where, you know, basically mindfulness, like um, like breathing meditation – we, you just try to pay attention to your breath. Your mind will get distracted, inevitably, start thinking about something. And time that happens, you, your goal is just to go, up. Oh, I've been distracted. Okay. And just bring your mind back to the breath. Just pay attention. So you're not thinking, you're just, you're not thinking about the breath. You're just feeling the breath or being the breath or paying attention to it. And here it is going in, going out. And then you start thinking and oh, and bring it back. And it's kind of like a biceps curl every time you do that. It's like one rep or whatever for your mind or your soul, you know, um, consciousness. And so doing that literally um, changes the front of the brain and gives you more self-control, which is very useful for depression. So that's, again, more lifestyle thing, but, um, right. But anyway, exercise, very healthy uh, for you. And um, diet, similarly. So both diet and exercise. um, I guess that's something, you know, more lifestyle. Okay, so we'll talk about that after. What else can we do? But both of them are connected to depression, it seems. So um, let's see. Right now, you can um, kind of play a game and see. Just um, okay. Here we are. Um, I'm feeling terrible, and go. All right. Let's see if I can just feel positive, right? And just just without any reason, give no reason. Just skip that all that. You know. And just go. Just jump to feeling positive. Can I do it? And just emotionally try to do it. Hack hack your system. Only you know if it's possible. Your mind doesn't know if it's possible because your mind is what you're bypassing, right? You're just going straight to the emotion. Can you do it? Maybe. Try it, you know. I think I've done it before, I think, where I just, I was feeling, maybe as a teenager, feeling kind of angsty. I was like, oh, I feel kind of bad, you know. I was like, and then I think uh, a bit after, I was feeling good again. I was like, so weird that it's just, you can just go between feeling good. You're feeling bad and everything seems like it's always bad. And you think, oh, when I was positive, I was just an idiot. This is missing the point, you know? And then you feel positive and you go, oh my God, everything's always positive. Oh, when I was feeling bad, I was just being an idiot, you know? I was missing the point. And then you go back and forth. It's like so schizophrenic. And uh, so I think that what I think, I believe what happened was I, I thought, okay, I'm just going to, I was th- feeling good. I was, I'm just going to remember this feeling. I'm just going to try and come straight to this feeling next time I'm feeling bad. And I was at the, d- the dinner table in Padbury, Western Australia. And uh, like sixteen or something, I don't know, maybe younger. And just I was feeling bad and just moody, and I was like, oh, just shift your emotion. Just do it. and the kind of the, the challenge of it, like the game of it, it, was kind of exciting. And I just did it, and my memory is that it worked. Like I was uh, able to just be like, oh, I feel good. So it's just like kind of an emotional shift inside. So maybe you could try that. I don't know if it'll work, um, but something to try. Um, what else? Um, so, yeah, reading quotes, of course, like motivational quotes, some of them are, you know, kind of bland and banal and like, yeah, okay, whatever. But there's a lot of them that are incredibly potent and powerful, Like, um, you know. So, um, you know, you're um, there's so many. Um, but uh, well, the, ma- um, the man who moves a mountain starts by taking away small stones. Feel free to change man to... Human being, if that feels more poetic to you, Um, let's see. uh, Or um, the greatest gift is health. The greatest wealth is contentment. The best relationship is faithfulness. I don't know if that's a bit bit more spiritual. I don't know if it hits the same thing. but, um, But yeah, you know, there's like or whatever the mind of man, again, (laughs) kind of archaic terminology, but I like it, whatever, Um, you know, applies to all my my sisters too. Um, Whatever the mind of man can conceive and bring itself to believe, it can achieve. All these kind of things like, and these are just some that pop into my head right now, you know, or, um, but, uh, you know, um, they... Can this might be a way, a window that you can smash <laughs> into entering peace and exiting, you know, the, the blues, you know. Um, uh, or poetry, Some I love poetry. Like, Here's a bit about um, sadness. I'll just very quickly say, um, kind of unorthodox, this is not really a, a strategy to just get out immediately, but I'll just add it in. It's part of Auguries of Innocence, which is by William Blake, Um, but I may have said this in the podcast before, I don't know, but I love it. And, um, the idea is very beautiful, um, and apt for this episode, I think. Where, so recap on archaic English, right? So woe, W O E, meaning sorrow, sadness. Um, and, uh, um, what's the other one? Um, pine, like to pine for something, right? Like you really want it. So, um, It is right, it should be so. Man was made for joy and woe. And when this we rightly know, through the world we safely go. Joy and woe are woven fine, a clothing for the soul divine. Under every grief and pine runs a joy of silken twine. Just the idea that everything um, is perfect and that, like, you know, the the negative, no sweet without sour, you know, that kind of, you know, black without white or, you know, like contrast, you know, that things, if you're always happy, you'd never be happy because there'd be nothing to compare it to or you wouldn't have that, you know, gratitude for it and the excitement and pleasure of it. Like when you eat cake every day, you don't enjoy it as much, you know. Um, And so, or um, if you're always sad, maybe you wouldn't realize it, you know, and maybe that's partly depression. It's like there's this, uh you know, the, it becomes normalized, you know. Um, but uh, but, the, but the idea similar to something Marx O'Reilly said also um, in uh, meditation something like this like um, accept everything that comes to you woven in the fabric of your own destiny for what else could better serve your needs something like that meaning like everything happens it comes flowing in the cascade of your own history and choices and yeah things coming from outside of you but that it's all perfectly flowing along and um, it all contains a lot of things created by our own imbalances and so then we can retrace them to learn from our mistakes or learn from others' mistakes or whatever and that it's all this perfectly flowing lesson. Now, but when we're in the middle of depression, that isn't really like, doesn't always resonate, so that's why we're sticking with, trying to stick with, for now, just kind of immediate things you can do, mental hacks to get out of depression depression so let's see if there's anything else um sleep sleeping just sleep on it helps a lot you know um just if you're tired just go to sleep if you can you know or take a nap or just close your eyes see if you can you might wake up and just find oh all that nonsense is just gone great good riddance all right keep it moving you know um or um uh meditation you just start meditating Again, that's like a lifestyle thing as well. But just, just close your eyes, turn off, just tune into the breath. That's the most direct way out of suffering. Just go into your breath. Just turn off thinking. Enter the now. You know, meditation would just be a more formalized way of doing it. You can do it with practice. You can do it while you're walking around in the street. You know, or you're talking to someone at a cafe. You can just be listening to them. And you can just exit your mind, and you know, in the middle of life, you can be doing this. Um, but at, to begin with, you know, more easier way is to control the variables. Just sit down, or you lie lie down, you know, in your room, whatever, and somewhere nice and quiet, ideally, and uh, you can even do a guided one from YouTube, or whatever, if you want, Um, or not, but you just, um, or you could do, like, what, a Headspace, and Calm, they have, like, meditations, or Sam Harris, I think, has some free things on his app, like, uh, Waking Up, Um, and so, but yeah, these, uh, I did Headspace ones for a bit, and, but uh, they're guided, meditations, but normally I just do it on my own, you know, just silent, and um, yeah, it's a way to, you close your eyes, just removing all the stimuli from you the world, and it's much easier to just be able to, me and my mind, being able to stop thinking, you know, so that will bring you great peace if you try it out, well, if it works, you know, now we're trying to give everything, because who knows what works for you, now, what else, um, oh yeah, another thing is, um, soi de toi même, no, sorry, sort, sort de toi-même, leave yourself, exit yourself. So just imagine, uh, basically, um, you're someone else, you know, just go, okay, this is all getting very heavy. Um, well, hmm, if, if someone else is like, oh, I'm really depressed, let's be honest, a lot of the time we're like, oh, well, I, you know, I hope you're okay. But then, how, you know we be able to maintain that level of interest for like more than a few minutes probably not We're like hey man I got my own life to deal with All right, you're you know good luck and so you can kind of do that to yourself be like lose interest in yourself well uh okay just imagine I'm some random other person I've just been teleported into this person's body and they happen to be depressed like I'm not i don't even care about this person why I'm not gonna Oh, they didn't get the promotion. Jesus Christ! I don't care. Like, this person's story is nuts. What are they? You know, and it would be a bit easier maybe to just be able to get some space. And you know, um, again, not to belittle problems or whatever, or you know, all due respect to like people's sufferings and what they want and their dreams and if their dreams don't come the way they wanted, etc. But um, you know, trying to just get, step outside yourself and just um, get outside your own skin, treat yourself as a stranger. And just make the stranger move around, just like you're playing The Sims, you know? And that can be a way where, if you're not taking it personally, the kind of um, suffering won't really hit home, possibly, you know? Um, and, and again, that's almost not that's not far off spirituality and mindfulness of like, you know, just seeing yourself as here I am, an avatar for the universe, you know, um, and that I'm not separate to m- the rest of life. But, you know, so it's kind of not far off that. Um, or like see yourself as a character in a movie or a character in a book or in a video game. Say, here we are. Life is a game. Let's play, you know. And just, so all of these, instead of seeing yourself as the very serious me that you know has these problems, just put it in a different light and see if, it, if you can work with that. And if you can do that temporarily, that might allow you to glimpse a, a glimpse of like, oh, wow, interesting. I was living that. It was me. Of course, I was there, you know, but I was just. You know, playing this little mental game, mental gymnastics, to get outside of myself and see myself objectively and how others see me. Kind of—that's another cool thing. Literally, try to imagine how other people see you, and that can be very interesting. And then, even um, while you're engaging with them, instead of seeing them, and here's me and here's them, don't you know? No, focus on how do they see me. Keep that in mind pretty constantly. And um, you'll probably interact with them differently. I think you probably go, "Wow, interesting, man." They, huh? (laughs) You know, it's kind of like a different version of me that they're seeing, huh? Okay. Um, But that can give you more objectivity and maybe change just a little shift of perspective that might help you get out of the blues. Um, Or and anyway, say you've tried some of these things and you notice there's some benefit to it, then you could start to bring that, incorporate it, or try to integrate it into just instead of doing these little mind game things, just be yourself, but be able to feel like a similar way, have a similar behavior. Once you've experienced it by using these mind games of like, oh, I'm in a video game or whatever it is, or, oh, I'm not, I'm a different person. I'm just, you know, I'm temporarily, uh, you know, had my mind swapped, Like, you know, Tom Hanks in big, you know, I've just been put into this body whatever. You are nonetheless experiencing life in a different way and you may not have been able to experience it that way, you know, in a more open, alive way for quite some time. So that's going to leave an impression. So even afterwards, once you drop those kind of mind games, you m- might be able to slip into that groove a bit more easily um, after, say, a few weeks of kind of playing, doing these things every now and then. And, you know, you can try a bunch of these, have a, these stra- a bunch of strategies in your arsenal and just try whatever works, you know, day to day, you know. Um, what else? Um, one thing also is um, uh, using um, anger. So to kind of imagine, like, this depression is like a parasite that's addicted to suffering, which is what Don Miguel Ruiz would say. It's literally like a mental parasite. Um, and um, it's the mind. The, and Eckhart Tolle would say kind of something similar, um, that, yeah, it is, ultimately it's part of you because it's part of the universe. You're the universe. But um, in a more, the level that most people think of it, it's actually, no, this isn't you. You're not the mind. You're not the thinker. That's a bunch of thoughts you can think just like you can draw, but you're not your drawings. You're not your, you know, you can make food, but you're not your food. You can make thoughts, but you're not your thoughts. And often here's the food. Here's a drawing. Here's a thought. It just comes automatically. And we think it's us. So you are the watcher of your mind. You are not your mind. Um, anyway, uh, be, uh, so what was the point there? Practical. Let's see. Okay. So we're getting into that stuff later, Jamie. All right. Um, so being able to have these different things um, in your arsenal and what was I was going to say, um, let's have a sip of water. Oh, that's another good thing. Maybe have some water. Good. You know, drink some water right now. Could help you. Uh, or, you know, vitamins also, taking, especially in winter, take vitamin D, make a bunch of that helps. Um, there's a thing called SAD, S-A-D, Seasonal Affective Disorder. So in winter, especially in nor- the Northern Hemisphere, where it gets very dark and cold in winter, and especially for people of, like, say, African ancestry who've got very lots of melanin in the skin, which blocks out ultraviolet light, the sun isn't giving you enough UV to create vitamin D for most people. Um, so yeah, so it's taking good quality, good quality vitamin D is a very good idea um, to try it out. And there's some other vitamins that might work. You might be deficient in some specific thing like b12 oh and you start taking it and you feel great so that's a physical thing you could do right now it's kind of lifestyle too but try out some vitamins just take a bunch of vitamins see what happens um there's also the placebo effect so you might feel great the first time and then later oh no but you could try it st john's wort that was i guess more anxiety i used that for a while when i was anxious um but so vitamins or healthy food like chocolate dark chocolate is full of this really good stuff you know gives you what it's like fl- flavonoids and all this stuff. It does give you, um, uh, what's that, endorphins, that kind of thing. Chili, apparently, too. So you could you know, try that stuff, have stuff on, on hand if the darkness comes, munch on a bit of that, see if it does anything. Um, but in general, like drinking good quality water. Um, the Wim Hof method is another thing you can do, the, the breathing like that, and cold exposure. Um, both of them, it will zap you straight out of your bad state. Now, how long is it going to last? Who knows? But like the the chemical changes in your body with the alkaline alkalinity of your body rising and just cold exposure, many other things happening, cold shock proteins and stuff. Um, uh, That is a great way to just change your your mental state very suddenly via the physical because mind and body are interconnected very deeply. Um, So, you know, if you get stressed and your body has physical responses... If you get happy, your body has physical responses. You know, like you relax or whatever um, physically. And then also um, vice versa, right? So if you're changing your breathing, increasing the oxygen levels in your body, that literally creates endorphins and makes you feel really good and does a bunch of other things that just general boost your your baseline health and then um, that can improve the symptoms of depression because partly it seems depression is um, brain inflammation. Um, again, I think it's not just one cause of this, but it seems like many people who have chronic depression, it's actually, you're eating too much, um, this is going to talk about lifestyle stuff, but sugar, too much sugar and, um, you know, processed carbs. So bread, crackers, pasta, rice, even rice might be a bit better, but, um, but, uh, these other, th- these things get turned into sugar but almost immediately in your body. And if you're eating other stuff like, um, well, basically your body, you just, uses that and turns into sugar more or less that's my understanding and so a lot of us have um are eating far too many carbs and so it's causing a lot of inflammation and that one symptom of that could be um depressive outlook you know um because your brain literally is inflamed uh but then also um not just that uh and and then yeah not having enough like we said vitamin deficiency so eating good food will help with that um uh, so I was going to say not just um, too much sugar. Oh, yes, but like other things like, you know, um, like, you know processed foods, too many preservatives or weird little chemicals that have been barely studied, um, you know, uh, vegetable oils, like av- avocado oil, that's a fruit technically, um, and, you know, uh, olive oil, fruit. Um, these are all very healthy, very good. So that might even... Take a shot of that; it might help you. Or vinegar, apple cider vinegar, and stuff like this is very good for you. Um, but a lot of the vegetable oils, like the cheaper oils, they're actually like kind of, from what I understand, um, quite toxic to the body. And so that could be um, causing. So this is meant, we'll mention later. But basically, in the moment, that's you can't not much you can do about that. But in the moment, you can maybe b- bunch um, munch on a bit of healthy food that might help you, you know, or drink some water, like me. Okay, what else can we do? Um, so, things, yeah, and so, you know, exercise in the moment, like running, but also just drop down and do 40 push-ups. Just exhaust yourself. Do for, as many as many push-ups as you can until you can't do correct form anymore. You know, your form is suffering. You can't. You're like, oh, you're shaking. All right. So don't even count them. Just go one. Two, just do them in the moment, paying attention to correct form as far as you can tell. You can look, watch it. On YouTube, if you want, and just yeah, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. Just do something, you know. And once you get tired, stop. And then same with sit-ups, or leg raises, or squats. And so you're helping your body, but also that's a lifestyle thing as well. But um, but also just in the moment, you're physically changing your body chemistry. That is going to change your mind. And so that is a way out of the darkness if you're getting really hemmed in. And it's like the squishy walls from the first Star Wars movie. And you know you're getting you're about to get squished that's how you feel then you know go drop down and do 40 push-ups see what happens it might help you know um okay uh singing very good it was mentioned music but singing or humming you know is very i think it does something like it activates the vagus nerve or something it does something where it, again it's like a physical hack by a physiological change in your body which then changes the brain and will cause mental changes so but singing in general just feels wonderful and you're, access, you're connecting to beauty and meaning. and So even if it's very, very sad, you know, um, if I feel very sad, one of the things I do is I play guitar, you know, and I feel like it ch- channels that and allows me to kind of let go of that energy. And if I feel happy, I'll play guitar and it makes it even happier, you know. So, yeah, it's... Um, and then another thing would be just trying to see things in terms of meaning. Um, so say right now, all these problems, try to see it as okay, if I would imagine yourself in the beginning of put it make it a story so it's meaningful, you know it's not just this pointless suffering, but go, okay, imagine yourself as the main character in the the beginning you know of the opening chapters of a movie or a book, and where everything's you know all this crazy stuff's happening, but then there comes the build up and the you know the triumphant you know um. Climax and whatever, and then the happy ever after, whatever. Um, But you could see yourself as, like, you know, the hero of your own story, as Joe Rogan would put it, you know. And um, so just seeing yourself in the story and wondering where would the story go if it was happy, you know. Now, that's another thing you can try to focus on what you want, as Kevin Trudeau would say. Um, You know, most people spend most of our lives just focusing on what we don't want. But then you gravitate that towards you, it seems, through the law of attraction. It seems to be how it works. Um, whereas if you focus on what you do want, then you, and if you have the right energy, where you're feeling like good, basically you're feeling like, you know, ooh, as if you've already got it. You kind of enjoy imagining, oh, you know, having it or being it or whatever, then you pull it towards you, seemingly. Um, whereas if you're like, oh, I hope this bad thing doesn't happen. Or if you're like, then you're kind of drawing it towards you. Or even if you're like, oh, I really want this thing. Oh my God, I really want this thing. But if you're feeling the emotion of not having it, then you're, you know, that's what you're putting out to the universe. Like not having, not having, not having. So that's another thing. That's a bit more esoteric, but you know, hey, why not? Um, I think, I believe that feels like that's legit. So anyway, what else? Um, in the moment, what can you do? Now, I think there's some other thoughts kind of exercises, like things... of just to understand yeah okay look at think about this like your own uniqueness you know like um, no one has ever been like you no one ever will be like you ever again you're completely unique um, so even if you're you know things are all messed up and even if you feel like you, you know haven't met your potential or you're, you feel like I'm just boring I'm just not as good as the people around me and not even and look let's play you know let's go conservative let's try to you know be real almost brutally honest here there are some people who from my point of view are less interesting than other people and maybe among those kind of people maybe I'm not interesting maybe ah, he's I don't know not interested in whatever he's talking about um that's cool I don't mind that um but uh that actually be kind of cool the thought that I could not be interesting to some people and then because I think I'm very interesting to myself but and I'm definitely not interesting to others yeah true but uh just the idea that you know there are many universes is always quite cool to me the, the overflowing bounty of life everyone's got a private universe you know and we can just peek in from the outside but um but that you are so unique that like even no matter what happens you could you know even if you were to um even if you are let's say just objectively like oh just the most boring person on earth you're still a freaking human being you know so that, like, whew, I mean, you're way up the hierarchy of interesting things just by being a human, you know? And the fact that you can even be depressed is insanely complicated, like neurochemistry and electrical signals and stuff. It's just physically, even just being a walking tower of depression, walking around, you know, squishing ants and just being depressed and, you know, having some pointless life, as, you know, your fear might put it. That is still a miracle of life. And, um, If there were no humans, except you, walking around being depressed, you would be the most interesting thing by far on the planet. So just because there's a bunch of other humans who might be up to, quote-unquote, more interesting things, doesn't detract from that. You are who you are, and you're completely unique. And so, um, and your story is unique, and you can take it anywhere you want. So maybe that will help, just to reflect on that. Um, Here's a little poem I've definitely recited before, but... um, on point captures that idea a bit it's called blessings thank you whoever you are for the universe you carry inside never before or since your life will such a seeing of things arrive in the far fields of happening it is yours but also mine hand in hand for all of time we will walk as grasses grow Step by step into the glow. Love is smiling wherever we go. That's it. All right, now, practical. Back to the practical. What else we got? Um, Yeah, I mean, look, like, just do something that's fun, right? Try anything that, you know. But then the thing is, often we don't want to do fun things, so that's why, I mean, when we're depressed. But something that gives you a bit of joy, could do. Another thing is maybe, you know, you have to be very careful with drugs and stuff, Um. But, like, it's possible that, like, having a a drink, you know, that, like, you can get addicted to things like this. So you need to be very careful. But it is possible that, like, just shifting your mind a bit could allow you to get into a different groove of thinking. And if you're very careful, you may be able to make that be useful. Like taking, smoking a joint, you know, or drinking a pint of beer or whatever, or taking something out, you know, taking some MDMA or something. It might be able to help, you know. There's a lot of people with... um. PTSD, for example, who MDMA has been able to help them focus on, you know, kind of approach the dark parts of their their past and their minds and allow them to resolve the trauma in combination with speech, uh, uh, with uh, talk therapy, like, you know, like um, psychotherapy, right? Um, so with that, you know, when you, and you could do it with yourself, I guess, but so long as you can talk to yourself, I guess, and, but it might require, say, a trusting friend who you could talk to, to do that, or ideally you know one day therapists but it seems like this is becoming legal um, anyway um, but yeah so that is of course one possibility but I think you want to be very careful because um, you know uh, with depression yeah it's um, it's tempting to try to balance the, the scales a bit by going okay I want some pleasure because I'm suffering so much but then you want to be careful that those things aren't kind of causing more suffering you know um, and kind of a self-perpetuating system um, where you get more and more out of balance and so you need more and more you know, pleasure to make up for all this suffering um, okay so it's getting a bit darker let's see let's get the show on the road anything else to mention straight up uh, immediate things you can do um, let's see Yeah, um, well, you know, of course, yeah, read read books. Did I mention this? And Watch movies. Just getting into someone else's story. Stories are very captivating and we have our own stories running in our heads and that's depression is largely we're thinking about the negative stories that our mind is cooking up for us. So maybe just getting into other stories. You could try that. Sometimes I know it's not, you don't feel like it, but especially with movies where it's very passive and easy to do um, and that could be a way to allow some healing and transformation to come in where by... These stories, if it's a good movie or a good book, these stories can have lessons um, that resonate with us and can help galvanize positive momentum in ourselves. Because a lot of depression and um, you know anxiety and negative kind of mental um, states or phenomena or streams or whatever are um, yeah just negative momentum um, built up from. There might be some say you know. In myself there was like a few things i guess would be like i had a friend pass away when i was fairly young and um the and uh that was part of what then i was kind of plunged into like um this d- sort of de- depression or there was also i like grew we very very close to my friend so it was a bit of a rebirth and i was in many ways trying to e- emulate um my friend who passed um and uh shout out to Curtis. <laughs> um, But then, um, yeah, I think that kind of opened up like oh, oh, just, you know, angel of death kind of opening up. Oh my God, wait, life is, you know, can pass and like, oh my God, things can happen that I didn't think could happen. So then also it opened me up just to a general reassessment of my intentions with life. And then I was like, do I really want to be doing what I was planning to do? And so then I think, and then I think I maybe went a little AWOL, a little too far off the reservation in terms of bohemianism and just trying to have fun. And then maybe that kind of, Lack of purpose or grounding, um, maybe hurt me more. And then I was, you know, discovering more and more things about the world. And then that was also probably a bit of a problem with anxiety and depression about feeling worried about the, the future of, you know, the planet and everything, and you know, my near and dear. Um, so that was to be my personal journey. There was these things, and then and then a lot of that after that, these things. A lot of it after that was, yeah, maybe there's bad habits of, you know doing certain, you know, partying too much or, like, not having enough direction in life or whatever it was or not exercising enough. I don't know. But a lot of it was just this negative momentum of, like, oh, you know, these cycle or these processes, the whirlpool had already been turned on or people had been running around in circles in the circular pool enough where there's just these currents. And then um, it seems like there was just a lot of momentum I had to deal with. And so... um I think that is a large part of the the depression thing, and it's useful to recognize that it's not like necessarily that. Oh, there's these bad situations that are coming up, and you know, but that a lot of it um, is actually just an energy that comes and looks for excuses to perpetuate itself. And so uh, that's why it's very useful to step outside of the mind, because um, that way, if you just feel the energy without thinking, you're actually kind of absorbing that energy. You're kind of eating it, um, and you're you're getting stronger and it's getting weaker. Um, but even just not feeding it, you know, the whirlpool is kind of slowing down a bit. If you're not running on the ground, you know, getting caught up. Oh, I'm moving, I better run. I don't know what this metaphor is. <laughs> Who runs in a whirlpool by accident? But anyway, um, yeah, okay. So anything else straight up that people can use? yeah um, Yeah, go for a walk, just go explore, just go look around, you know, in general, just put yourself out there. Um, or oh, here's one thing is um, uh, the comfort zone is not very comfortable. You may have noticed. The comfort zone, if you really pay attention to it, um, it's a place of, well, it's okay some of the time. Yeah, it's great, you know, to be, you know, go traveling and you're outside your comfort zone and then you come back and you ah, oh, that's nice. So there's definitely a place for the comfort zone. But permanently living in the comfort zone is very uncomfortable. Um, Actually, oh, I'm scared of this or, you know, I I just want to stay where I am, you know, whatever. Be comfortable, you know, do the same thing. Mm. Actually, it doesn't make you feel very good. So so what's the worst that can happen by trying something new and just going outside your comfort zone? Um, at, At the worst case scenario, surely, well, I mean... Is it really going to be worse than whatever you're feeling already? So it's probably worth a shot, right? And actually, if you approach things as like, okay, no expectations, no disappointment, you know? Uh, just see, see what happens. And, um, you know, so that might be useful. All right, let's see if anything else. Oh, come. One more time, is there anything else? Um, right now, if you have depression... Well yeah, okay, one other thing is to embody a character. And so you can imagine, like I said, step outside yourself and imagine you're someone else. That's kind of just creating a little separation between you and yourself and just in order to let yourself be here. But you can also kind of do a different thing, it's a bit similar, but embodying a character, like being like, okay, who is someone you admire? Or oh, you embody you admire this king from some TV show that you watch or this queen, right? Okay. Don't tell anyone, but just kind of act like you're them in the situations. Be embodying that character, the way they stand, the way they speak to some extent. You know, keep it subtle, you know, um, and just the way they hold themselves and see things and just be them, you know, or you like Bob Dylan, right? Be Bob Dylan or you like George Harrison, Be George Harrison or Gandhi or um, whoever it is or your uncle, your auntie, you know. Just um, act as it, you know, take on their spirit and their energy. Um, and so that is one way where it might may allow you to put yourself outside your comfort zone and to try to kick in some of this positive momentum, which can then reset the grooves of your mind. Um, <laughs> you can also do a be Jesus if you want, or be the Buddha, which I guess is what these old religions were trying to talk about. Although Buddhism originally wasn't so much a religion, I would say, as... Um, Dharma, like the philosophy, basically saying, observe the present moment. Do you notice suffering seems to be here? Yeah, we're all suffering, yeah. Could you also notice right now that it's it comes from being attached to things? And like, if you just let things happen as they will and control what you can control, but don't try to control what's beyond your control. Do you notice that like, oh, yeah, that's there's no suffering. Um, basically, if you don't try to control what you can't control, same thing as the Stoic philosophers were saying. Um, ah, interesting. Um, what Eckhart Tolle is saying these days, you know, and all these people. Um, then, uh, uh, right, suffering goes away. So that, anyway, all right. So um, moving on to lifestyle things. Okay, so meditation, yoga, definitely very good for you if you can do it. So these are things where, look, you might not be into it, you know. Um, that's why I gave... Trying to give these upfront like things you can use um, right now, but then expanding from that like longer term, what can you do? Because a lot of the causes of depression are like from lifestyle, it seems. So meditation, daily meditation is very good for you. Or even just like when you're on the bus or something, just take three deep breaths. You know, just try to enter the now as much as you can throughout your day. Um, if you can bookend your day with you know, 20 minutes or half an hour or five minutes, whatever, of meditation, beginning and end, you wake up, do meditation, Go to, before going to bed, do meditation. That'll help you sleep, which will be good for depression also. But um, also, uh, yeah, that'll kind of set your day in perspective. And so that can help diminish the, the severity of the bad vibes. And I think in general, the, the thing is like, say if you you can imagine depression is like a wave when you're going into these dark troughs and then coming up for air and then dark troughs, you know, Um, and even when you're coming up for air, you might feel like, oh God, it's just going to happen again, you know, so you're not feeling that great anyway, but you might feel a bit less depressed. Um, What we're doing is um, we're trying to um, increase the, the height. We're basically trying to move the wave up. So you will still go up and down and that's fine. That's normal human emotion. But um, we're trying to make um, uh, the, I guess, the baseline of the or the the median of the wave higher. So your your bad, my bad now, my bad days now would have been basically my my best days at a certain time in my life, you know. Um, and my good days now are like I never had days like that, like you know, back at a certain point in my life. Um, so and you're trying to increase the um, the height, the amplitude, and intensity of these positive times in your life, and um, and the uh, their duration. Try to make them longer, higher. Um, yeah, I guess that's enough, right? Longer and kind of higher. Um, and then uh, over time, you know, you can find that um, the the duration. A wave isn't a perfect metaphor because you know usually it's kind of uniform, but um. This squiggle, this divine squiggle of your emotion through life, um, you can. The, I think the goal, what we're trying to do with these lifestyle activities is yeah, you're still going to be up and down, and you will still, there will be many moments where it will be useful to apply those in the moment techniques just to get yourself out of the, the gloom. But that overall, we can make it easier for ourselves by kind of um, making this up and down process kind of at a higher thing. So like the worst things are not as difficult. They're easier to deal with. Um, but also that, you know, the peaks get higher. And that also, um, in general, the, the, the high part of the wave, the peaks or whatever, are of longer duration. And that the negatives, so the negatives will be less intense and they will be uh, less lengthy, you know. And so we can do that through med- meditation, yoga, um, Wim Hof method, um, exercise, regular vigorous exercise. Um, <clears throat> you can start with something small, just walking or whatever, but what's very, very useful is, you know, like, um, yeah, being able to do s- at least sometimes real intense exercise where you're like, oh my God, I'm dying. Um, and that puts you in touch with this struggle so that then in comparison to that, other things can seem kind of easy. And because it's voluntary, it's kind of like there's a certain pride to it, a certain nobility, a power. You feel like you're in control of your destiny a bit, um, so you have a bit more self-respect, perhaps. Um, for being, I, I put myself here, and I'm doing it again and again. You know, you're a bit like a warrior, and you are a warrior. You're in a war for your own soul, for your happiness, and for your creativity, your ability to live the life that you want, and to choose your dreams, and um, bring them to fruition, and enjoy the fruit, taste the fruit of your own dreams. Um, so. Yeah, uh, let's see. Okay, what else? Um, diet. Yeah. So, seemingly, a high-fat, low-carb diet is—I mean, look—is probably best. Um, everyone's a bit different. I think diet. There's more like this. We still don't know a lot about dietary science, but and there's a lot of conflicting information. Like the sugar lobby has sh- huge amounts of money. There's a lot of huge corporations like Monsanto, or whatever, who have lots and lots of money and political influence, and they control a lot of corn and et cetera. There's a lot of funny business and shenanigans going on with um, dietary regulations and guidelines set by the governments and things, but um, basically, from what I can tell, I'd recommend fresh food, okay, like natural food, natural whole foods as much as possible. So, you know, if you can make hummus instead of buying it, make it yourself. You know, have a blender, put some chickpeas with olive oil, salt, pepper, lemon, blend it up. A-Presto, hey a bit of garlic maybe. Um, and you have like the best tasting hummus you've ever had, you know. In general, um, it's very fun to be involved in the creation of these things anyway. And it also it can get tiring if you're busy. But in general, especially when you're starting out, it's really, really fun. And um, but in general, and it'll go in waves, I think, where you can enjoy cooking more and if, so long as you're not too busy. Um, and even if you're busy. But so, but cooking, eating good food, right, even if you're not cooking it. Um, that will help you a lot. So fresh food, natural food, um, like, uh, yeah, a a variety of fruits and vegetables, but meat also, as far as I can tell, is healthy. Like if it's coming from happy animals, right? Like they're eating, you know, say cows that are eating grass and they have a good life and then they get killed. Some people would say that, you know, like the stress on their psyche, you know, it won't be good, there'll be bad vibrations and it's not gonna be good. They might be right, I don't know. Um, But as far as I can tell, That's healthy, you know. And, um, you know, basically, believe it or not, fat doesn't make you fat. Um, Carbs make you fat. And uh, sedentary lifestyle, of course, but, like, too many carbohydrates and so chronic inflammation. Um, So these kind of uh, unnatural, highly processed um, foods and other ingredients that we're eating, um, that's kind of the main culprit. So getting rid of the vegetable seed, the seed oils, right, um, and, uh, you know, processed food and limiting the number of carbs. So, but whatever, find your own thing, you know, but like having probiotics and, you know, nuts and, you know, mushrooms and, you know, um, fats, healthy fats. So there's avocados or meat or whatever. Or, um, take some fish or krill oil. Fish oils, you need to be careful, like, because some of them, are just like vitamins, some of them are, like, quite low quality. They're not, not very well regulated, or, you know, there's just a bunch of dodgy ones out there because maybe people aren't aware enough yet. Um, so either, you know, we're also not regulating ourselves enough because a lot of people aren't noticing yet. It's still, you know, uh, in the process of, I guess, people starting to become more aware. Like, okay, vitamins are good, but, yeah, you need to actually put pay for the one of the more expensive ones because otherwise it's kind of pointless. Like, um, you want good quality stuff. You want real stuff, not something that says it's the vitamin and it's actually something else or... It's only got a little bit of it, or it's gone rancid, so it's actually not good for you. So um, krill oil, though, if you are you know, looking to make some di- um, dietary changes, um, krill, um, you know, like what whales are eating, whatever, um, they have these DHA and EPA in them, but um, it's from Antarctica, which is, as I understand it, a very sustainable source of these things and also very unpolluted waters. So... They might be a good one, and I think it's more bioavailable because of something. But anyway, any any kind of good fish oil could be good too. So, but I'm not an expert on this, so do your own research. But um, lifestyle, what else? Sleeping enough. Sleep is huge. Uh, sleep as much as you can, um, and you know, eight hours a night or something or more. Um, and you know, you can if you find that hard, then try to you know, if you get sleepy in the afternoon, take a 15 or 20 minute nap. Um, Okay, and, uh, which will help, even if you don't fall asleep, it'll help you, like, flush out, uh, I think, uh, the, uh, cerebrospinal fluid and kind of get in and flush out, what's it, amyloid beta plaques or something like this, or like kind of dead cells or something, this kind of stuff. Like, so when you're sleeping, um, your brain is like kind of getting flushed out of, like, the, um, the detritus and, um, And there's many other healthy things going on, regenerative processes. But, um, and uh, so definitely overnight, but also napping can help, you know. Um, If you find it hard to fall asleep, look, there's hypnosis things on YouTube, whatever. Um, (laughs) That wouldn't be the first way to, first thing would just be, you know, a few little, like, I, I, I would say breathing, meditation is the best way. Or sometimes I'll be like, just, oh, you know. Oh, I don't even want to go to sleep. I just feel so comfy. I just want to be here and be comfy in the moment. Oh, how good does it feel? Because that's me in the morning and then I can fall asleep really easily. And it seems to work sometimes. I'll just focus on being comfortable. And then, I'm, you know, I'm asleep suddenly. Um, But yeah, anyway, um, any other health uh, lifestyle things for dep- depression? Hmm. Yeah, social, you know, being in contact with people, of course. Um, Plants, having plants is good Um, They make you happy Seeing plants But then also If you're not taking care of yourself You'll notice Because you won't be taking care of your plants And you'll be like Oh, my plants are kind of looking a bit messed up Oh, I need to take care of these things Otherwise they're going to die And probably you'll have a few plants die And you go Oh my god, I killed this thing Huh And then that's vital feedback for ourselves You know To see that Oh, okay Hmm. Am I not doing the same thing to myself? Um, so yeah plants can be great for that if you have a garden then it's even better because you can grow food Um, and you can even grow some food inside Um, but uh, so that would be good part of lifestyle have plants what do you do what what are your hobbies I have plants Uh, playing music I mentioned Um, anything else Um, yeah social media don't do it (laughs) Uh, yeah, going easy on the social media and general internet stuff and the news oh that would be one thing I don't watch the news uh, I reach, I research things um, as I find them coming up and I'm building up my picture of what has happened in the past and I'm always adding to it and understanding more and researching things and I'm very interested in what happened in the past and what's happening now and what's probably going to happen in the future and I'm very interested in history and motion which is what all this is um, and I will um you know think something happens. I hear from someone, did you hear this thing happen? Oh really, okay, I look it up you know look at a few different sources okay, interesting you know. most things you, you know, that are important, you'll hear about it through word of mouth, or just you know every now and then glance at a newspaper as you're paying for it, getting something in a news agent or um your you know. <coughs> You can just go on the internet and just go, okay, news here. Just look at it, type in a few keywords or, you know, look, look at even something. I don't know what people do with Google News or whatever it is. I don't look at that, but you could just go through and see what the main things, like what's going on. It's good to keep aware <clears throat> of what's going on in general, but there's an awful lot of um, negative emotion apart from propaganda. There's also a lot of negative emotion in the news and that's what they thrive off um, in order to, for sales. Um, largely, it seems... I've heard it argued quite persuasively that um, the high quality journalism, which used to balance that out a bit, was much more expensive. You need to have people doing investigative journalism or the foreign desks, foreign bureau, having travel, travel expenses and stuff. You know, people trying to get to the bottom of things and present interesting people by giving awareness. Look at what we found out. That's much more expensive and, um, and less reliable. Sometimes you do it and maybe people aren't that interested than just the cheap, dirty, and effective, disgust, anger, fear, and sadness kind of porn, which people can just put out there and people, it triggers those emotions. Reptilian brain takes over and we buy the newspaper or we click on the article and then the advertising money is made. Um, So um, if you are suffering from depression, I would recommend taking a detox from the news, from Twitter, from facebook and a lot of these because a lot of social media things same thing they want money from the advertisers and their job is to keep you there as long as possible and a lot of that they do through conflict and controversy and so um and it feels great i i mean I, I i dabble a little bit in some of these things like oh what's going on twitter or what's going on here um but very little and i don't really i don't miss it you know i feel great um it's just like life was for millions of years and what my life was for until this stuff came along, you know, you don't need it, it's fine, you know, there's a lot of other interesting things that um, we can't, we can do once we kind of set boundaries on our use of digital um, stuff, like the the tech world, Um, and it's great, you know, I really appreciate the internet, obviously I'm doing this on the internet, it's wonderful, and I learn so much from the internet, Um, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, you need to, I think, if you're suffering, from depression set strict strict limits on this and you could even if you have trouble doing that maybe try phasing it out you know a little bit or and um or say you have a rule if I'm feeling blue I don't use these things you know and then um maybe you're using it and you start to feel blue ah, all right off we go and then maybe you'll start to learn how to use it in a way where it's not triggering depression or anxiety or whatever okay um So yes, I think that'd be good, Uh, and then you know because they've done studies with like teenage girls. There's been a massive increase in self harm and suicides and all kinds of awful stuff among especially teenage girls who are very overly sensitive to the views of their peers, um, uh, due to the seemingly due to the um, rise of social media, Um, and you know not just online bullying but also. Oh, everyone else looks more beautiful than me. Or they look more, like they're having more fun than me. And then you know, like you think, oh, I'm the only one who is an imposter. I'm the only one who's, you know, hiding all my bad days or my you know bad things. But then everyone else is hiding it too. And we all just you know think everyone else is happy and it's not me. Um, and Jonathan Height, uh, Jonathan Height, H uh, I D H I H A I D T. Uh, he did I think has written about this. Some what is he a psychologist? I think. I'm um, not sure. Um, anyway, cool guy though. Um, wrote a book or two on this. Uh, so yeah, steer clear. I'd say. All right. What else? Lifestyle. Um, that's the internet. Mm, perhaps that's it. All right. We'll keep it kind of. Is there anything else? Sleep. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, if of course like having friendships and socializing, connecting with people especially with people who will really listen to you. Um, And something Jordan Peterson said that I think is kind of interesting and very probably important is people who will share your sorrows or something like this. Like when you're down and out, you know, they want to see you, you know. They don't want to just – they're not a fair-weather friend. But then also um, they will celebrate your successes and um, people who elevate you, you know. And that's not always possible. And sometimes there's friends who are a bit down on their luck, but you know, we can help them and you might be able to resonate with them and just in terms of compassion and togetherness. But you want to make sure that it's not self-destructive or kind of like, because that's another dark thing, of course. Like some part of us sometimes is addicted to suffering. Um, I would say more specifically, it's actually our false self that we think we are is addicted to suffering. This is what we'll get into in a moment with spiritual kind of stuff. But you could say either if you b- believe in that sort of thing or you can see that kind of thing, then you could say it's the parasite or the false self is addicted to suffering and uses it to perpetuate these stories, which allow it to think all day so that your soul is asleep. Um, uh, or you could see it as like yourself. Um, can you, I don't know, perhaps you can notice that there is this part of, I definitely notice it myself, this part of me which wants to suffer. It wants problems. It's satisfying in some weird, dark way. Um, and I've met a lot of people who I've confessed that to, and they're like, yeah, me too. No one talks about it. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, so that's careful. Self-sabotage and, you know, self-flagellation um, emotionally. Watch out for that, you know. Um, be honest with yourself and be, be careful not to be doing hurting yourself, you know, um, just because it feels familiar or whatever it is, you know. Um, all right, so... What was I going to say here? Um that uh, one more thing about lifestyle. Happy lifestyle. Um uh, for depression. What was it? Oh. You know. You must know because you're not thinking as well. You're just you're kinda of listening. Maybe you're thinking as well. I wouldn't wanna I don't mean to offend you. Of course you're thinking. But um but yeah. Uh I suppose it was something which you probably get the idea of anyway. Hopefully, I finished the thought enough. Um, so, oh, p- social—you're right, social life. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Haha, I didn't finish the thought. Good. Um, so, but people who um, idea—you I want to make sure there's not people who are pulling you down. If the people were in general, they're like you know pulling you down, and you're feeling happy, and they're not able to they're kind of almost like the crab pulling the other crab back into the pot to boil together, then, yeah, time to move on. And even if they're your friends, you can set limits. You've got the right to do that, Um, and everyone has the right to do that. And um, so we're sovereign individual beings, you know. And uh, if your friends, if you're with friends who don't really um, like the new you that you're trying to create or they're not really interested in you kind of becoming healthy and they might think no how could you be healthy with this messed up world And maybe they're not taking responsibility for it and in some for whatever reason they're caught in the mire of you know um, depression and maybe justifying it with reference to external things which I would say is an excuse unfortunately and be very careful about that um, not to do it yourself or to fall for it with others you can give them compassion but not, in, not con- you know kind of encourage that and be like oh yeah you're right no be like yeah, I see what you mean, you know, but you don't need to agree. Um, and you might even tell them, you know, if they say it a few times and you're a friend, I would say, well, what about this? Offer them the kindness of another perspective that they can, it's a door. Hey, look, there's a door. Do you want to go through it? I think it leads to a lessening of suffering. And if they're like, fuck that door, man. Like, All right, cool. I told you anyway. Don't say I didn't tell you. Um, uh, but, yeah, then perhaps it's time to move on. And I think we only need really one good friend. That's all you need. And ultimately, you can be that friend. But I think, you know, we are social beings. And so, one good friend is really all you need. Um, that's worth a hundred, you know, half friends or fake friends. And um, someone who will listen to you and be honest and allow you to think together. So, you, you've got two different perspectives and you can kind of help each other, um, give each other the gift of an outside perspective. Um, But yeah, but social life is very important. And, you know, if you can't find these people, yeah, finding some sort of way to connect with people, even on a a more shallow level is all good, you know, and it's cool. Um, But Just be aware, like, is this raising me up or not? And ideally it should be raising you up while you raise them up. And a rising tide raises, lifts all ships or whatever, you know. Um, But yeah, social life. Um, And okay, so, and of course, like love, like uh, romance is a wonderful thing, um, but don't expect that to be the savior and to be solving all of your problems. I think if you're depressed, there's a good chance that it would, it'll be um, compromising and sabotaging relationships. And so I think in order to be able to enjoy a relationship, um, it's not like the, rate the relationship is going to fix your depression. It's like fixing the depression will bring the relationship. So I'd say, you know, sort yourself out first. Become someone that people want to be with, you know, and then, lo and behold, people will be with you. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, what once you're at the point where you do have a relationship or, you know, whether that's after you've made a lot of progress on yourself, which it probably will be, or whether it's, you know, you know earlier, um, yeah, that can be a wonderful thing, the communication there. And making love as often as possible, I think, is very good for you, <laughs> keeping your things balanced. But yeah, mostly it comes from these things of self-sovereignty and taking responsibility for your own suffering, making healthy lifestyle choices. And in the moments, the darker moments, using these little tools which we talked about. Now it's getting quite dark. Can you see the lights failing here? So onto the core, okay, Sp- psychology and spirituality. Look, I think there's a lot of things which can cause us to feel negative and to um, apparently um, if you have a, a memory which causes... Um, if it's from more than eighteen months ago, and you it's something like that, right? More than that, and it causes significant negative emotion, then it means there's something in that memory which you haven't yet integrated. You haven't learned the lesson yet, and that's why you know your mind's like, hey, 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 pal, hey, pal. And again, the mind is a wonderful thing. Once it's when it's you know when the soul is keeping a eye mi- uh, keeping an eye on the mind, keeping a mind on the eye. Hmm then it's a wonderful thing. Um, the perfect tool, perfect servant. But yeah, um, so, and that means, okay, go into approach, voluntarily approach the memory and go, okay, what what do I need to learn from this? Because it's like, apparently, um, your mind is like, or your psy- evolutionary psychology is basically, um, we are descended from the people who were able to kind of have that little thing um, of like, okay, what, we don't let, forget the, the mistakes. We learn from our mistakes. We descended from those people who are able to adapt and have to, to internalize these things. And maybe to, it really bugs us, you know, like that thing, I didn't do the right thing. And until we figure out like, okay, what was I meant to learn so that I don't repeat that mistake again in the future, then it'll, it'll be messing with us. And also the soul can kind of cover up wounds. Like, okay, right now I need to be walking. I need to walk a few miles so I need a bandage up these wounds, you know? And then maybe it's not right the time isn't right to and then once I get there I can rest for a few days and I can take off, you know, the bandages or whatever and wash out the wounds. Then maybe I'll need to walk a bit more, I need to bandage them up again. So I think there's times when we have to cover up our depression and cover up and maybe ignore, strategically ignore some of our trauma. And that's fine. But I think in general we need to be keeping our waiting for these opportunities and ready to take them. Luck is where preparation meets opportunity, says Seneca, I think. Um, Cicero, is it? I don't know. Um, But uh, in order to kind of get to the root of these problems. And and then that would diminish the negativity once we learn these lessons. Um, However, and in general, some people can be more focused on the negative than others, it it seems. Like the big five language, uh, no, big five personality trait scale thing. Um, some people have, are higher in trait neuroticism, like, you know, kind of negativity, more or less, emotional, neg- negative affect. Um, so um, some people are just going to be more tilted towards that, perhaps from ancestors also, like Germany or certain p- parts of the world or Ireland maybe even, might be more trauma. And so that might be turned into extreme work ethic or extreme, you know, shenanigans and partying and music or something. Who knows? Um but um I would say uh yeah, we we can um deal with the things both um kind of yeah in our own lives learning lessons and then culturally also, like the lessons of your people. Perhaps that will help. Um but even if we do all of these things, I think um uh and we learn how to be as positive as we can and to focus on the you know, control what you can control, you know, let be easy breezy with the rest. Um and, you know, um Oh, I can't control what people think of me, so that's fine. I'll just be the best self I can be and, you know, whatever. Um, and see the best in them or, you know, whatever. Um, there is, even if we take care of all these things psychologically, there's still the spiritual um, core of the issue, which is not just in the mind, but in the relationship between your the consciousness and the mind. So you are consciousness. You are the soul. I am the soul. And um, we... So this is where some people will be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about all that, you know. But I'll say it because I, I do believe this is the core of the issue, and you can probably not. You can probably get. Yeah, I think you can transcend depression, and still, and without this spiritual stuff. However, um, you will not be able to transcend suffering completely, um, and you will still suffer probably, you know, regular, you know, sadness and frustration, that kind of thing. Um, whereas with the spiritual knowledge, which I'm about to just mention briefly, you could look at episode seven, awakening, for kind of more detail about this. Um, basically, I think you can um, massively diminish the intensity of and the regularity and the duration of the negative parts of the wave form of your emotions, um, and eventually you can completely end the negativity. Where you will have a negative emotions some sometimes, but it won't. Um, it won't be having the same what can we say? Uh yeah, it the, um it won't be there so ever present. Um well, not just that. It'd be like you can have them but you've got this um yeah, they're surrounded by this sense of peace and that everything's happening exactly as it's meant to happen. So um and that fundamentally changes the nature of those um it's no longer really what we would call sadness or, or grief or um or anything. Um or it would be held in the arms of this piece. So what is the, the gist of this? Because it's getting nice and gloomy and dark here, as we can see if you're watching the video. Um, basically, um, watch your mind and notice that you are not the mind. Um, you are here. So that's good. Who are who are you? Who am I? Well, that's a great question. Um, but... One thing first is just to know, I guess more important than that probably is that I am, I do exist, you do exist, right? That's why you can think about this. That's why you can hear me and go, is that right? Is is that true? Whatever. Like the fact that any of this can be discussed or thought about means someone is here to witness it. Like first person shooter, that is your life, except you're not holding a rifle. You know, you've got a microphone in front of your face or whatever it is. You've got your nose in front of your face, you know? Um, And so... Here we are, um, and yet you can observe. You can have meditation or yoga, etc., and um, or certain plant medicines or psychedelics, which will make it very clear to you this. And that's one of the biggest um, benefits from them is I wouldn't recommend them for everyone at all, but for more mindful people, um, definitely it can be used to help you connect to and understand this timelessness, entering the present moment, exiting your mind, where you can just be embodied in this presence, this physical presence of here I am. And you can understand that you are not thoughts. And then you can actually be creative with your mind. You can turn it on and off at will, thinking, with tr- training. Um, I'm not totally there yet, but I can do it a little bit, which is amazing, very fun um, and useful. Um, but so that's the core of it. That under- Oh, yeah, well, and understanding that, basically, it seems um, when we believe we are the mind, we're in a sort of dream state, okay? And that you could call the ego or the false self, we believe we are this person in the body and with this past and future. And, but actually it's kind of like a narrative. It's just made of ideas. It's not real. The body's here and it's one with the environment, just like the tree, you know, um, drops an acorn, which turns into a tree, which drops an acorn. And it's all one thing. It's all one big flow of life. You know, there's not two different trees, two different acorns. It's all just one thing flowing. And so is all of creation, you know? And so we're actually one with all of this, but, and that consciousness that you are is actually the universe does you know, spoiler alert. Um, and so here we are, but to keep things practical, right? Basically, um, there is this false self. We think we are, and that it's, um, it lives off of problem solving. Basically, it's always solving problems and trying to, you know, move forward. And that's very useful in life that got us here, obviously, but now we're advanced enough to see, okay, this isn't actually totally real. It's like a character, you know, that we have been. Um, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio didn't is totally all in believing he's Jack off Titanic, and then he's going, "Oh, actually, I'm Leo." In the same way, perhaps the real Leonardo DiCaprio can realize, like, "Oh my God, I'm actually the universe." Um, and that's what Jim Carrey talks about, that saying that like Jim Carrey was just another character. Then he realized that eventually. Um, um, but yeah, so the problem, um, seeing life as a problem, is inherent in the ego. Um, and so once we're ready and not a a moment earlier, and that's a good thing, you know, if it's not here, then, okay, then we're not ready yet. We still need to learn some things like me, I guess. Um, that, uh, when we're ready, um, we will be able to see, um, that we'll be able to transcend suffering completely and just see that everything is perfect, but it, it requires this, um, awareness of that the thoughts in my head are not me and that, um, here I am, and some things might see pretty pretty weird and unfamiliar and strange, but actually beautiful and very, very peaceful once you connect to it, and that um, it's a process of um, kind of increasing trust with the universe, but eventually at the end of that um, is the promised land of just complete peace. So anyway, I wish you very well on the path, my dear brothers and sisters, and um, it's a bit dark and gloomy here now, but I hope you can also likewise see with me... The glowing light of love. All right. uh, See you next time.